You said 19? Mm-hmm. Great. All right, guys, we are back with episode 19 of I Don't Have a Name for This Yet podcast. Uh, it's just two of us in the room today. I think it's going to make for an interesting conversation. Uh, we got some treats coming for y'all. <laughs> like, we, we really do. Especially, like, in the next episode or two. It's going to be some, mm-hmm. some good stuff. See if your mic picking you up. Hello, hello. You can hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. It's good. Um, I still don't have a name for myself either. But um, so <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to call me girl with the alcohol cup number one. Oh, man. And you know Even that that's I, the second most played podcast episode I have. Really? Yes. That's so cool. I don't know why. Maybe, it, maybe it's the title. Maybe it was something. I think it was definitely the title. Probably. They probably thought it was some kind of freaky shit or something. <laughs> but um, I have water today, so I'm sober. Sober dober. Well, that's good. Yeah, that worked out. I, th- I think it was good that y'all did have a little little buzz in you too, though. I think it was fun. It, I think it was, it was fun, fun, but also there was times I was like, okay, I need to scale it back a little bit. Like, But it was fun. I had a good time. That was a good time. At least you recognize that because like. People that people have been on here before, and they don't go back and listen to see how they sound or yeah. what they could have do, what they could have done better. And I think that's good that you just kind of naturally just did that. Yeah. So that's cool. And then Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Um, the other girl with the cup. <laughs> she um she played it back too, and she was like, she had picked up on some things that she wanted to change as well, and um basically like follow through with her um what is it like follow through with what she was wanting to say because i oh, feel yeah. like she wasn't she felt like she wasn't like giving the whole thing or her mind was going faster than her mouth so it's probably because it's her first time cause yeah like you have but, a lot to take in and then a lot that you gotta dish back i know too. yeah that's true and i kind of felt like that too but we'll see how it goes tonight <laughs> I think it'll be all right because it's just us two, so we don't have like the extra parties. Because you know, like if it's five people in here, you guys the all the other three people battling and then try to come yeah. back and like, oh, so you got to kind of pick when you're gonna jump yeah. in. It takes it takes time, like double dutch. Especially if it's a group of random people, it That's takes time. True. Like if we all hung out all the time, we'll be like, okay, I know how she is. She about to pause here. Mm. That's when I jump in. <laughs> so it it, ta- it just takes time. Um, I did want to clear up something too because I from- I know I made a comment that I don't like female rappers. <laughs> I don't. I still don't. But there is one that I really do like. I don't know how I skipped over her. Her name is Rhapsody. Oh, she raps with yeah. Kendrick a lot. She's great. I like her. I like what she does. Her style is like it's different. I do like her. She does it at a high level. Then I think you would like um the Kayla forty seven. I've heard of her. Um Joe um Joe Budden played a song with her on. I didn't know who no. it was. It was a good song. He has pretty good taste in music, too. Well, if Joe Budden says, then yes, because I listen to her all the time. She's dope. I play, like, music on my in my car for, like, riders, for my Uber riders. Oh, yeah. And, like, usually, not even not even the girls pick up. Like, the guys be like, who is this? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they be like, who is this? That's like, good. Well, let me tell you. But, um... What are we talking about today? Well, we, we were kind of touched. We impromptu touched on Bow Wow and how we treat people. Mm-hmm. Because Bow Wow seems to be going through a lot of stuff. Some people think it's fake. Some people think it's real. But at the end of the day, 
we do need to watch how we treat people and, and just kind of be be more open and receptive to what people are saying and what they're trying to say. And mindful Yeah, we of certain things. Like, I just, I just feel like, like what we were talking about before, like, or like what you just said about it might be fake, it might not be fake. However, like, you still have to treat it. I'm not saying you have to coddle him or, I don't know. It's just there, there is a certain way we could treat him without dismissing his feelings. Yeah. Or clowning him and calling him lame and right. stuff. Right. <laughs> and, my, and my thing is, my thing I always want to say about that, I wish we had more people here when I said it's like, people always call him Bawa lame, irrelevant, and broke, but Bawa still lives a way better life than the majority of us. Two, if he's irrelevant, what does that make you? Right, because he's in the news all the time, or he's on social media, or he's on somebody's blog all the time, and y'all commenting. So there's a difference. Yeah. But um, I think we really do have to, like, I don't know. I just feel like people, like I said earlier, people just, they just be, te- I, th- I think people are, what do you call those people? Um, trolls. Fingers. Oh, trolling. Yeah, they are trolling. I think people are so much trying to be, trying to get that clout. I sound so like I'm like 20 years old because I don't use any of these yeah. words. I don't use the word clout. I don't use the word troll. I just found out what a troll was like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm old. But it's all right. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think so many people are just trying to even be like, social media famous that they're going to say anything to anybody to get that one comment like up on a blog or something like that so they're so not even caring and then you're gonna be mad if this man really does kill himself like what if he really does do it like i don't think we should take that lightly like he there's clearly he either has some kind of mental he's depressed or whatever and even in the black community we don't take depression like unless you're literally um going crazy and i don't know we just don't take it we don't take it we don't take it serious enough at all like everyone thinks i know growing up you know how people say like or you retarded or a special ed or you were spared or something like that like people always make a joke of it and like I'm, I shoot, I like the joke. Like nothing's off base or <laughs> off <laughs> limits for me. So out growing up, I would always say like, "Oh, you retarded," or, or like you know how we just say you stupid, and you don't we don't really mean right. that someone's stupid, but we just you know we're like, man, you stupid. Like I call my brother stupid today. Like he was just cracking jokes. I'm like, you stupid. That was funny. You know. But my thing with that is, so my brother, they, he actually wrote the short bus. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and he was actually in special ed, and so like we would crack on him, but he would laugh too. Like my brother was a jokester, like all the time, so we would always crack on him, and his friends would crack on him, and be like, "You getting pulled up in front of the? (laughs) You got front row service coming in, and you went in your little school bus." But as he got older, not saying that affected him, but as he got older. He actually does have some kind of like mental issue, 
But my mom, she was so adamant about him not taking any drug. Like, she was an advocate for my brother. Like, um, you're not getting put in the system. These people are not going to label you like this or whatever. But hindsight, now he's definitely needs some kind of medication. Um, and it's kind of, like, sad. But at the end of the day, it just goes to show that even if you're trying to do good for your child and you don't want him to be in the system or you don't want him to be on any pills because of the labeling, you still got to think about when he gets older, what's going to happen. Because yeah. as black people, we don't even let the people that are touched <laughs> or <Man>. special, <laughs> we don't even let them know. You know what I mean? Like, like do they have we, something going on? Right. Like, we treat them like they're normal, but then we make decisions like, for them like they're three years old mm. and these people are grown you know what i mean and i yeah. think that's something that we also need because i was watching um a young fix my life and there was a there was it was these boys well these men now and one of them was special and he she was like do you know that you're like did anybody tell you and he was like no so it's like and he was 40 years old and they're still making 40? decisions for this man that's crazy. you see what i'm saying so it's like I don't know. We just, we have to do better. We got to do better. We do. Um, I think I said on here before that, uh, like, I know it's a conspiracy back in the day, like in the nineties, whatever, trying to like diagnose a lot of like minority children as like ADHD or yep. hyperactive. And mm-hmm. they, and they tried to do me like my mama didn't let them do it. And clearly I'm fine now. <laughs> like, but what would happen was I was to daydream a lot cause I would finish my work and then I just, Mm-hmm. I just zone out and do something that else. That was me. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to say that I'm not paying attention in class, but they couldn't explain why my grades were so good. Because mm-hmm. every year I've been on the honor roll, and I don't understand why they wanted. Well, I do understand why, but they think that was part of the conspiracy. Because some people I don't feel like need it. Like mm-hmm. some people need it, but I did. I didn't need it. So I think that may have a lot to do with why we treat mental health that way. But when people really do need it, I think they need to get the help that they that they need. Right. And, like, as far as Bawa goes, like, he's he may be crying out for help. Like, I don't think he's going to do anything crazy. But when he said he just – he, I think he posted a picture on Instagram recently and said that he wanted to – he doesn't want to be here no more. I should just jump off this balcony or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, that was recent. But, that was, like, a few days ago. Yeah, and I think, he, I think he explained that, like, that's just how he felt. Like, he some days he really don't feel like being here. It doesn't mean he's going to do anything, but – just because he says that, people just kind of look into it because it's Bow Wow. And they don't really like take yeah, that's what he's true. saying. But people like that, like, that is a form of depression. And I think that, like, he needs some kind of outlet to... And I don't think it's music anymore because nobody's messing Maybe with not. his music. You know what I mean? Like, and that's going to be messing up his ego. So he needs to find another... He needs to find another reason for living. And I, I just was talking about somebody about this because... It was a 40 year old man who was talking about he's he's in this. Well, he's not even in a relationship with the girl like he's just so in love with her mm-hmm. and they she, he just can't detach himself from her. So he's blaming it on her like, oh, she won't leave me alone. And I try to leave, oh. but I can't. And I just she just has a hold on me. And then why you guys? Why are you women so difficult? And like all this blah, 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 like. And then it just dawned on me, like, well, why don't you not pick up the phone? Yeah, you do have you a want, number, but... Right. 
or you know like she can't come to your house unless i mean unless she's that type of crazy but like she can't come to your house unless you invite her um if you're talking to her clearly you answered the phone like there's stuff that you can prevent like i don't get why people be like well you i just don't know why he don't leave me alone like Girl, stop answering the phone. Put him on block and find something to do. Yeah. Like, for real. But anyway, so the whole purpose of that was I was like, you don't know who you are and you don't love yourself enough. You depending on her to love you, to make you feel like you're special. I'm talking to a 40-year-old man about this who has, like, three kids and, like, Mm -hmm. Because I was like, because I've been through that. Like, I was dependent on people to make me, I guess, love myself. But then I was like. That's how you felt? Yeah, at a certain time. And it's just like, but what do I have if they're gone? Like, what's going to happen? I need to. So I I really started to, like, have health, like, self-love. Like, caring for myself. Like really finding out like who are you without anything else like when i was i asked him like who are you oh i'm a dad i'm this i was like no those are to me those are attachments that people have a crutch like just because you say you're a dad like but what were you before you were a dad yeah like those it's like a vacuum like with attachments like yeah it's like (laughs) yeah it's this device but then you have attachments it's still a vacuum but so who are you like and he couldn't tell me Oh, I'm a cook. No, that's an attachment. Like, who are you? And yeah. a lot of people don't know who they are. They don't. And that's why they get into this, not depression, because it's a little different, but like, that's why they fall into these people that are not good for them. And then they wonder why people don't love them. That's why they get into these bad business decisions, or that's why they get into, you know, like, because you don't know who you are and you don't know how to be alone and you're depending on other people to make you happy. Yeah, I think a lot of that uh, translate over into social media, too. Everyone's doing things for likes, retweets, and what's the other thing they got out there? Um, Views, whatever. Oh, yeah. People are just (laughs) doing it just for that. Like, I don't think, like, I think we've grown up in a a society where, like, people are becoming more and more socially awkward, Mm -hmm. and people have more and more mental health or self-esteem issues going on and nothing's wrong with it but i think that there has to be a remedy to it i think so and i think people you know they go to instagram and snapchat to get the likes and get the comments get the followers Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that to kind of like instant for like instant gratification or to say that i am somebody or this is oh you don't have a lot of followers you don't get a lot of likes because they're depending on other people to validate themselves yeah the, everyone's looking for validation. if you ask those people that are famous like or they're like well i didn't really have that many friends or like if you listen to these people backstories like like joanne the scammer um what, whatever happened to, to him or her <laughs> is, is he is he my thing so I, my thing is he a transsexual no, it was it was it was a character. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I think he got just real famous and got his coin and was and like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I don't actually know. But what I do know is he did have an interview of like how Joanne the Scammer came about and 
I saw that. And he was basically saying like it was like my alter ego and he was just like, you know, because I didn't like myself. I didn't he was like I wanted to kill myself. I didn't he found out that he was adopted and like all this stuff and everything like that. And so these people are very unhappy. These people who got the clout, these people who got all these million followers and stuff they, like that. Yeah. Like these people are not happy. Like even really Cardi B just said um recently um your famous rapper is really going through it like they can't handle the bad publicity or the the bad comments and stuff like that like definitely and i think it's true like you you we really think these people are invincible and bulletproof and don't have feelings and but then we wonder why they're mean or like they're not approachable because y'all made them like that yeah and we, i think i think we all have a small role to play into who our peers or the people around us or the people in our city or an environment become like, like they say every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So, mm-hmm. you know, every positive action, you know, has a, whatever, however it goes. I think <laughs> I said it right the first time. Equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. So it can be negative. Or every positive. action has a reaction. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that if you like for those people who, cause for, for me, I'm on Instagram, Twitter a lot. And I'm always seeing what I, I talk to people a lot. Like I'm not oh, on that liking. Yeah, I have a Twitter. That's why. That's why I talk to like man. You won't believe like some of the next guests that are gonna be on a podcast mm-hmm. are coming from Twitter. Oh, okay. And these are people that because I got my Twitter like maybe 2008, but I never used them to like maybe towards the end 2009. When Twitter was Twitter, when everyone was interacting and talking, so I've been knowing some of these people through Twitter, far and wide since then and like we've always talked like son of i i know about their first kid i know about wow. their domestic issues like yeah if you go to like in my like people are all sliding in my dms like i was like i don't know what's going on in there. I, I never understood why it was bad because in my dms it was something totally different it was like what we're talking about now just just stuff and then when you look back on it, you're like, dang, we've been knowing each other eight years. That's yeah, and we've cool. never met. And then some people live right around the corner. That from is me. sick to yeah, me. That's crazy. But dang, I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I know why I said it, but but oh yeah, because because I know when I talk to people on like social media, like a lot of girls who get like ten thousand, three hundred followers or likes or whatever, like those are the ones who always have something going on. And like they always just posting X, Y, and Z. And it kind of made me think about what what Beyonce were saying was like how how because like the, some of the women or they just post their bodies a lot or they just posting this because they know people like it for the mm-hmm. attention and like she were like what she said it makes sense but I don't agree with how people dress you know like what like yeah what she was when saying, we had but, that conversation right but for some people I do feel like they they do things for attention because they're looking for like I have a friend um she dances so she has a great body mm-hmm. she 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 exploits it she it's like she using her gifts or her you know whatever it is to get what she wants and like I feel like either use it or lose it like if you got nice boobs show them all that's what I'm like that's what I don't understand and the, like if it's that's what I don't understand like if I have it I'm you like I'm well me not personally me but not use it like in that way but like if I feel like I have a nice body and I've been working out and um I have been dropping weight and I think I look fine. Like it's making me, it's making <laughs> no me feel like, you know, it's making me feel better about myself. So, but I don't know to each his own. I just know that I don't hang out with certain people like that. Like I have definitely been distancing myself from people that don't align with certain beliefs that I have. 
And it's okay. Like you have to sometimes. I think I think um growing up and it's definitely okay to get rid of those people in your life. Like and I'm not saying necessarily like get rid of them like don't be their friend anymore, but yeah. like you can distance yourself and still care about somebody. Yeah, definitely. And I, that's kind of what I'm going through right now. So and I'm okay with it. It happens. It's good for your health. I I had to do that because I come from a place where I feel like it was just nothing but negative. I never seen one success story. Like only success story I can say was ludicrous. And now two chains that came out of the place I came from. So a lot of those people have like a certain mentality and will do certain things that I just don't do. But I learned that I just have to get away from because I can either be like them and be another statistic or I can do something different and change the world. And I feel like I think I am changing the world in my own way. <laughs> yeah. But I think so. I think having these conversations, yeah. the podcast. Cause oh yeah, a lot of people, you know, like I get a lot of listener <laughs> feedback and a lot of people feel like, man, man, I was just having this conversation with my friends the other day. Like I'm glad you said this. Like that makes my day when people tell me that because I feel like I'm onto something or maybe I, at least I know I'm not crazy for saying yeah. some some of the stuff I say. But I feel like. It's a part of natural growth when you when you have to start distancing yourself because it's good for your mental health and your personal it growth and self really is. Like after I started distancing myself, I actually been like, because there's been times this specific person I cannot say a lot of s words. I've just noticed. That. I think everyone has a problem with s words. <laughs> I do that. I like. Ah, <laughs> I do that. It's a thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But um, if you've seen me, you've seen that person. If you've seen that person, you've seen me. And there was nothing wrong with that, but we were very dependent on each other. So, like, if that person wanted to go somewhere that night, like, I would feel like, okay, I, yeah, let's go. Like, we just, we were very dependent on each other. Like, we lived together. We, if I worked out without this person, they would be mad. Like, really? Aww. You did this? Like, or if I worked out with somebody else, like, you're cheating on me. Like, you're like, that's how dependent we were. But then we're getting older and um, I'm just noticing that I'm in this box. Like, they're, they're, a lot of my family or whatever have labeled me a certain way <laughs> that... Can I ask I, how they label you before you go into it? Um, loud. Oh man. <laughs> um, blunt. Some would say disrespectful. Um, really? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, um, mean. Oh, I get that. Oh, you're so mean. Mean. I'm definitely mean. I have an attitude all the time. Um, just very things that like you or other people. They'd be like, what? Yeah. No, she's not. Like, it's totally opposite. Um, but that's because they've known me for 20 plus years. Um, and also the other label of being big. Yeah, being fat. Like, but you're not fat to me, though. But in, and it's crazy because in I've looked at pictures from like five years ago and I thought I was big. I wish I was that size today. Like, I would be okay. But, like, little things like my grandma, like, you going to eat that second plate? Like, <laughs> or that's a lot. That's for a football player. Or, you know, like, that, like, embeds in your mind, like, yeah. 
as equating like, okay, I'm fat. So mm. I've always throughout my whole life thought I was fat. Like just even recently going to where I'm from in September, like I was trying on clothes and it was a certain size and I was with my grandma and she dang, you can't fit this. Like you, <laughs> you might need to work out. Like, so like I've always had that. And then recently, and then being, I'm, I'm not the darkest one, but I'm darker. And, but that's like not even like label. Out of your cousins and stuff. Yeah. But that's not a label. I wouldn't say that's a label, but definitely the fat attitude being mean like those are definitely labels that i have like my mom think i'm the meanest rudest uh disrespectful daughter she has my mom said the same thing about me i think people do that when you when you are on disagreements with them but you know what i found out i do have zero to low to none tolerance Uh for them because yeah because Every time I talk to my grandma or my mom, it's always something negative. Every mm. time I talk to, it's always about this person went to jail. This person is doing drugs. This person is drinking. I just got in a fight with your sister. Then go to my grandma who lives around the corner from my mom is saying the same thing. And so like, literally, I don't even answer the phone if it's a certain number. Like I'm like, that's crazy. Mm-mm, I ain't doing it. So that instance and then i'm rambling but <laughs> but rambling um, is great. but i just realized and then i mean to this person i think because they're they have so much you know this person like has so much potential and you that you see it but they don't see they don't. it and you know they could be so much more and you try to tell them but because they don't respect you or, you know, you're that person, like we were saying, like Kanye, like yeah. he says stuff that is real true or like Joe Budden, but nobody listens to them. So I'm that person, like nobody ever listens to me, but I'm usually 99% right. <laughs> so when somebody <laughs> else says it, it's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, Negro, I just said that like to you. So. I have come to the conclusion that I cannot, because I have actually tried to change my attitude, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a point in time, like, me and this person, we would go out, we, our friends would know we are going to argue, and please, Kiki, because I'm louder, please, Kiki, don't argue with this, but, like, just, let's have a good night, and I'm just like, what? So, you know, I, what I started doing, I started changing me, and you know what happened? We would still get in a fight. However, I would not be the loud person anymore. I would be like, okay, you know what? You got it. You know? Is you this, to, is this a good enough voice for you? Like, I would say stuff like that. And then people started getting open in their eyes. But then what I've noticed is, too, it doesn't matter how long it lasts. One slip up, and that's it. You're back to being labeled the same old... So I've really? just started, you know, I'm done like trying to make myself a different person or trying to improve myself or trying for you to see me in a different light that I'm going to, I could be whatever you want me to be, but I'm going to be me. And when we need to come together for whatever reason, then we'll just come together. We'll have fun. And then that'll be it. But I ain't got to talk to you every day or I got, 
Like, oh, no, yeah. I'm done. So I'm distancing myself. I think that's good. My I sanity. Think, I think my siblings and I, we've had that issue because we, we've been together our entire lives. Right. But I think that now we don't live together. We don't see each other as much. It's great. <laughs> like, I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you it's that uh, it is great. Like, we went to Clearwater. We were supposed to go on a cruise, but... Um, something happened. My mom wanted to bring the kids, so we ended up going to Disney World last September. Oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. And um, what happened was we argued the whole fucking time. At least, <laughs> I say I say at least once a day something happened, but it wasn't like we fished the cuffs away. We were just like talking shit and just, yeah. y'all got my fucking nerves. That's how it was. But, but when we came back, it was like, it was yeah. like, dang, y'all, what y'all doing? Like today, my sister called me. She texted me. Me and her, we really don't talk. But I think it's because of me. Like, I isolate myself a lot for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, I just, my mom would not know I'm alive if no one told you, talk to your brother. No. Yeah. Like, you're not that person that'd be on the news like, well, she didn't call me in two hours, so yeah. I knew something was wrong. Like, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. She's like, how you, come in my brother. Was, she was like, how do you live in the house with your brother? You don't know if he's alive or not. You don't know if he's in there. like, mom, because I go straight to my room. <laughs> I enjoy my quiet time. Right. And I think my thing is, I, don't, I be wanting to enjoy my quiet time. But, like, when we're together sometimes, we just be like, yeah. Like, today we were together because, you know, my grandma not doing t- yeah. not doing the greatest. But it was great. But my sister texted me she was like, "Hello, brother," and I was just like, "It felt so weird for her to text me and be like, it's like, hello." <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that, and I know we probably shouldn't feel like that, but that's how it is. That's funny because that's kind of how. Well, not to that extent. I don't think like, but I will say like, me and my brother like we're all a year apart. So we are, we are all like close and stuff like we've always been close. But ever since I left, what wh- my sister makes me feel guilty because she's like, if you were here, it would be different. They for- back home in. Yeah. Okay. Um, But like me and my brother, something happened. <laughs> me oh, and my brother yeah. were very close, but. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> so when I was. I think I was probably like 14, 15. I was 15 because there was this boy and my brother caught me in the act. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) How did that go? But my brother is not like a typical older brother, like very protective and stuff. Like Uh he's just not that type. So he like seen it, walked away and then snitched on me. But um, I think because we were so close, like. That really messed us up, you know, like, because uh-huh. we didn't talk about it. Like, what am I going to say? Like, oh, sorry that you see me getting hit from the back. Like, I, Whoa. like, it was, yeah, it was really bad. It was really <laughs> That's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry that you see me getting hit from the back. <laughs> That's you. crazy. Oh, man. But- How many views are going to get on this one? <laughs> Oh man, that is crazy. <laughs> oh my god. But anyways. Yes, he he yes. It was the worst position <laughs> you could ever find your sister in. But anyway. That is crazy. Um so it was it was a long time like we didn't talk to each other or like not not talk to each other, but you know, mm-hmm. like 
be around each other and be cool or whatever. So recently when I went back to Seattle, I, the circumstances were a lot different, of course, too, but, um, he was very open and we like, after I left, like we would talk almost every day and he's very introverted and quiet and doesn't talk like my mom and my grandma still thinks he's a virgin and he's 28, 20, oh, man. 29, 20, he's 29. Yeah. Like they're scared for him. Like we don't never see him. Like what a girl. Y'all be just smoking weed and downstairs like he's very introvert and very like he does not show his business so like i was very surprised that we were eating one day and he was like yeah so there's this girl at my job and he wanted advice so i was like okay like we're getting back to the brother sister relationship but we don't still like we don't talk all every day, every day. But when we do talk, it's like, okay, yeah, hey brother, you know. I feel like I feel like I'm, like I talk to my brother more, cause growing up to me, I was the oldest kid. Oh, well, you were the oldest. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I am the oldest. Uh, cause we're all a year and apart. Like, yeah, like it changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brother, my youngest brother, used to get on my nerves cause he was a crybaby. And then my sister, she was the only girl. She just had an attitude all the time. And I like to play and crack jokes. <laughs> and my brother liked to play and crack jokes too, but not as much. Like he's more, he cracks more jokes now and plays now. But back then he was like, he was just different. He was different. a little more sensitive. Yeah. He reminds me of my nephew now. They're the same, the same <laughs> way he is. And my other nephew, the bigger one, mm-hmm. he reminds me of me and how I was. Like, it wasn't never really, like, any blood, bad blood or malice, but they just got on my nerves. So, like, and like I said, we've been together our entire lives. Like, I'm 29 now. Yeah, and that's so, what I'm saying. Like, we just have low tolerance for our family members. I really think that's true. Like, maybe, yeah, it's probably But I don't know why. I think every family is like that. Like, we don't have any bad blood. Like, if somebody happened, I'm going to go fuck you up. Of not, course. not my brother, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. you know. Absolutely. But I'm just saying we just have a low tolerance like because we probably have friends that are like our family but we treat them so differently yeah which is weird but i talk to my friends more than i talk to my friend i need to change that because you know like i like oh, that's him my grandma died uh no well yeah my grandma died the one in the hospital yeah she she's in there she's on life support no you yeah didn't. sorry to put a damper on the podcast everybody <laughs> but i think I think maybe we feel like a sense of we need to cherish each other, communicate more while we're here. Death will do that. Now. Yeah. Because, like, my grandma, she's what? I want to say she's 68. Really? I don't know. I, she, she's always told me she was born in 1950. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know because they, they never want to tell us their age. Yeah, and we grew up, don't ask women her age. So, yeah. as far as I know, 1950, I'm going with 68. Okay. But long story short, I think like now, I think it's the time. I think I think we have a better relationship now than we did when we were kids. Like we have a family group chat that we talk and crack jokes. Okay. In, but I think it like, takes more effort when you're an adult. It does because got, when you're kids, there's no but no choice to be around each other and interact with each other. We also when you're an adult, room. it's like you have your own life. But we, yep. I think as adults. And even with me, like, I'm the same person like you. Like, I live in my own little bubble. I just recently talked, called my mom. I don't think I've talked to her in, like, two months, maybe. Like, 
and it's normal. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not normal. Like it's normal for for that to happen. The only person I probably talk to frequently is my grandma because she will come looking for me. Like, oh, like she will definitely be texting me and stuff. But other than that, like I think it's as adults we have to put more effort into our family. We do because. When death does come, it makes us really think like, dang, I ain't even seen this person in about three, four years. And yeah. man, I, you know, and now we're all consoling each other and, you know, like really thinking about like we're still alive. And so, and that's kind of what happened in my situation. Like, dang, like I don't talk to him, but once a year and I just call him for his birthday, like that's messed up. Like, so I think death definitely will put certain things in perspective. It does. Because my sister, she was telling me that she regret not spending as much time with her as we should. But I think up until, like, when she really started getting bad, we did. We would go to her house and, like, just go over there just to chill like we like we mm-hmm. did when we was kids. But, you know, just, you know, when you when you do become an adult, like, you, your focus and your priorities are so, so many other places mm-hmm. other than whatever not saying that you forget about it you don't care but you just be doing your own thing you live in your own bubble because i know i'm in my own bubble but yeah i'm definitely (laughs) i'm definitely the same way like i love when my phone dies like i don't have to talk to nobody i don't have to text nobody i feel like that too i lately i've been put my phone on do not disturb more i actually don't live off of the beep anymore like you know, like with the text message, like yeah. it's on oh. silent. Like I don't have a notification. So like I am not programmed to when I hear a beep, like I look at my phone. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the things that I had to change. Like, cause I was like, I don't want my phone to be attached to my hand. Like, and I'm totally not that person and everybody knows it. So I think they give me a pass when I don't text back. Yeah. <laughs> like when I text back a day later, it's like, her phone probably died or you know she probably seen it and was doing something else which i will do that like ain't no wrong with that yeah i I have been trying to get get away from my phone more i've been i've been reading more and just trying to be into myself i just be wanting peace and quiet like yeah it's great it is actually speaking of books there was this white lady this is gonna go into race just a little bit. Should we, should we do this now or should we go through no. J. Cole first? <laughs> the what? Should we do this now or should we go to J. Cole first? It can lead into J. Cole, maybe. How so? <laughs> Is J. Cole racist? What's going on? <laughs> Let us know. First of all, black people can't be racist. But anyway. Somebody else said that. Do, um, do you really feel like that? Um. Okay, so it depends... There's systematic racism where most definitely there is no such thing as black people being racist, systematically racist because we're, we are, the system goes against us, period. Okay. Um, so I think when people say black people can't be racist, I think for, for me, that's what I'm saying. Like black people can't be racist. Like there is an oppressor and there's the oppressed, like ageism. I could never, until I get a certain age, be the oppressor mm-hmm. with um, homophobia or with um, sexism. There's always going to be an oppressor and the oppressed. 
can the oppressed become the oppressed oppressor? Maybe. At some point, maybe. I don't know. Like even with sexism, how is that possible? You know, like we can we can be tired. Women can be titled as man hater or, you know, um, bitter or all that. But we'll, we'll still never be, um, you know, the oppressor of men, like no matter how many women. You don't, you don't think like if they had like a power in like the, the, the job structure, like they were like the, the, the boss or whatever. Like yeah. your manager. Oh, That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. Like it might, it it will feel very, um, it will feel like it, but because the way the system works, it will never be. You see what I'm saying? Kinda. And so that's why I that's why I say black people can't be racist. I feel like that sometimes too, though. Prejudice, yes. Okay, Can, maybe, yeah. That yeah. that and you know, prejudice, absolutely. I know a lot of black people that really do not mess with white people at all, like for a lot of reasons. But anyway, since we're kind of talking about it. There was this lady in my car. She gave me two books. Can't remember the name of New Jim Crow and something else. Mm-hmm. But um, this was this regular white lady sitting in my car. I we got on. She was like, oh, I was like, oh, picked her up from the airport. Oh, where are you coming from? Come from Montgomery. I was like, OK. Yeah. And then Wait, she- before you go to Verda, what's the first thing you think about when Alabama? somebody says I'm from Montgomery or Alabama, period? Uh, racist as hell. <laughs> I think black of, and black people too. I think of if you're black, I think you're just a country bumpkin. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. and then when, <laughs> but my dad is from Birmingham, so really? I've been down. Yeah, I've been down there, and I. But if you're definitely white, like I, we um drove down there last year for Christmas. So many Trump supporter posters and i said get me the hell like i would be scared if i got stopped or if my car broke down like Mm -hmm. i don't know what i would do so i definitely feel like racist honky tonky lynching black people when i see when i hear a white person (laughs) what do you think i think i think i think some of the same like i think some of the same things too like I like in the past, like if somebody's coming in from like Mississippi or yeah, Birmingham, Alabama, Montgomery, or something like that, like I start thinking like, oh man, like until I get to know them, I'm like, I need to watch out, like <laughs> just because of like how my grandma, because my grandma's like, I, my great grandma was the the first, either she was one of the first generation free slaves or she's the daughter of a first generation oh, free wow. slave. So. My growing up and how we view the world, and like we're all from Georgia, like mm-hmm. from the South. Um, our growing up and how it was, and like just some of the stories my grandma would tell me, like that that they would have like rallies. You would see like the Klan riding down mm-hmm. the street, but it never bothered my grandma, my great grandma, because my grandma was a pit bull. Like she wasn't going for it, mm-hmm. so they never bothered. But they they just kind of grew up in a time where but they still seen it. Yeah, they seen it, and then so they instill some of those values, like don't go to Cobb County, don't go to Clayton County. Okay, don't. I was just about to ask you that because she lived in Kennesaw, over by Kennesaw. 
Right. <laughs> if you see this face, people, that means um, that means something to me. Because growing up, we couldn't go to Kennesaw so or Stone Mountain. Is, so I w- this is what I was going to ask you, because I, I drive a lot everywhere. Right. And so, like, I'll be in places like I'll be like, oh, I'm in Cobb County. Let me get like, let me turn off my app and get the hell back to the city. Yeah. So do you feel even today if you are in certain counties that you feel like, okay, I need to act a certain way and not afraid of the white people, but like, maybe I need to hurry up and get the hell what I need to do and keep it moving. Today, no. Back then, yeah. Like when I first started driving, when I was in like high school, yeah, but today, no. Now, when I started going beyond those counties, like, like Ella J, Dahlonega, places like Albany, know, that's when I feel a little. Really? Yeah, I'm like, because like on the way to Florida, we have to cut through. You got to cut through, I think, um, Macon? Cut through. You go through Macon. Like, once you start getting in those areas, I start feeling like, okay, it's a little shifty. But the further south you go, where the population is less dense mm-hmm. and it's different, I start feeling different. And I'm going to say this. Uh, on the way to Florida, there's like a lot of uh, sons of sons of lost Confederate. Hmm? Something like that. It was like sons of Confederate veterans, lost sons of Confederate. Really? Well, it's, it's, a, it's like you know how you got like the the billboards on the side of the highway. It's a billboard like off on the cut to the side of the road. Like, bam! If you are, it's like sons of lost Confederate veterans or something like that. It's like if you to, to, to be a member, call and join. And I know one oh listening in, in particular. God. They said they seen those some of those same signs, and they're white. That's scary. And it creeped them out. But it's just, it's just like when I start leaving outside of the metro area, I start I start thinking and I start thinking like, man, my grandma just tell me about this, man. We got <laughs> don't stop. Like even today, we, we, we don't stop in certain towns just because of the history or how it looks or how it feels or just like how. Yeah, the, I think it's the feeling because even yeah. when I'm in like when I'm in like Cobb County or when I was in Kennesaw, you like last last night, I was like, let me get my ass out of here. So this actually leads up to kind of what I wanted to say anyway, since we were talking about it. Um, so there's this white lady, like I said, she went to Montgomery. And I was like, well, what did you go to Montgomery for? Um, she actually went, it was a memorial. It was, um, I guess, kind of like a civil rights museum. They had, um, ooh, I really want to remember what exactly what it was because it was very interesting. So, basically, I want to say equal rights something, something about, basically about, this woman, um, the head of the NCAA, is that right? Right? Yeah. Okay. NC. NCAA. Yeah. For black people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, she. Oh, NAACP. Yeah, NCAA I was like, is the NC- college. Yeah, uh, I was like, I league. think that's college. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't oh, think that's man. right. Indo- yeah. Wow, you would think I'm not black, but anyway, <laughs> um. So it was it was like a memorial service or whatever. They had these slabs. So she was going around. I'm trying to get the story right. Y'all could look it up. But um, about lynchings. So there was these slabs about every county, 
even including here that she said they she seen slabs in Cobb County, Henry County, like certain places like that where they had slabs where it was like people that were lynched in that county. Mm-hmm. And um, basically they like they would they had that um, display and they also was basically like have them taking ownership. So like having them take that slab and put it up and show people that, you know, this is our history and giving them some like accountability. It's a long thing, but like just look it up. It's somewhere in Montgomery, um, in double CP. Um, and we were just having like a race, a race talk. And it was this regular white woman and it was me. We talked about R. Kelly. We talked oh, about Lord. Bill Cosby. I do want to touch on Bill Cosby, too. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Bill Cosby, like, we talked about all that. We talked about OJ. Like, we talked about a lot of stuff on that 40-minute ride that to we... To Cobb County? To, what, is it Cobb County that's in Kennesaw? That's Kennesaw is in? Yeah, I think it is still Cobb yeah, County. I don't know. I knew I was, like, ready to get out of there, but... But it was really nice. So, I, but the takeaway from that was um, both of us definitely agreed we need to have more race talks. We do. With the other races. We do. And not feel like, and we don't have to agree. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a thing that we have to agree. It just needs to be put I out. I think there. it needs to be put out and I think it needs to be understood. So for people who don't understand why this person is acting a certain way or why this black person is acting a certain way. You have to go back to the history and understand like what, what, what happened for us to get like this. Like there are Jim Crow laws that are still being practiced to this day, you know, or the Merrill Lynch book where he had the colorism thing where, um, you know, telling the masters to split up his, their, your slaves between dark skin and light skin. That still goes on today. So like we have to understand that that's why we act a certain way, but white people don't need to sweep it under the rug. Like, just like she was saying, like you go to Germany, you got the Holocaust stuff everywhere. You know, you go to Africa, you have the apartheid, like it's prevalent. It's like, it's there. They keep it out. You come to America, we sweep it under the rug like nothing happened. Yeah. Because it's America's uh, most shameful moment. It's like their dirty secret. Well, I mean, they need to have... It's time for the secret to come out. And to not... Because that's why Trump is so popular right now. Is because these people that were closeted... I think... This is my thoughts. After the civil rights, when they... when these black people was like, we ain't scared of you. These white people was like, okay, we're going to be closeted racist. And that's why you have all these underlying racist stuff going on. It's when Trump came out, it was like, oh, we can come back out now. Yeah. So it's I think like, some people do feel like that. I think so. Like it was just on the news. Like this lady had a whole black, black face um, display on her porch and she didn't think it was racist. Not one bit. That's kind of crazy. There was there's actually a girl I went to the high school with who is telling a uh, um, a parent not to put her kid in blackface because it's racist. Mm. This is 2018. That's crazy. 
Because she doesn't think it's offensive that putting her kid in blackface. First of all, why would you even want to do that anyway? <laughs> like, like it's an ugly thing. Like white face, black face. Like I'm not dressing up and and doing that. Like <laughs> if I want to be something else, I'm dressing up as something. I'm not painting my face black or white. Like why would crazy. you even do that? And I I think and what I told her I was like because she was like well she's gonna still do it and I was like let them because at the end of the day don't force nobody to try to be something that they're not because the only thing that's gonna happen is they're gonna suppress it but it's still there just like people who you know the gay community a lot of people that are not being coming out is because they're gonna be shamed they're still gay they're still having gay sex like it's not (laughs) Like it's like that doesn't mean that they're still not gay. They're just not gay in front of you. So yes, these racist people, they're still racist. They're just not gonna be racist in front of you. So let them do what they want to do. Post it, like everything else gets posted, and have them be cruel and be criticized to the world. Like show like it's still alive because it is. Most definitely. It definitely is. I think, I want to say sometimes I feel like it's a little bit better. No, I don't think so. What? I mean, I'm, I'm, how can, how, how is it better? Well, we're not down at the masses anymore. So I think that part is better, but I, I still think that the sentiments are still there. Some people still feel the way they feel. And I feel like, uh, you know, some things are still being done. You know, like prejudice is still alive. But at least for me, I feel like, it's a step it's a step forward when it's not a lot of like but then again when you think about it, some people believe that 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 the military and the police uh are killing up minorities i think so today well this is what i say how is it changed if the system hasn't changed yeah that part i don't think has changed so then how has anything changed that's a good point I, I because think me. you know what like you gotta think about it like just because we have a little more rights like we can actually go to the same school as you as the white people i was about to say as you white people or <laughs> i'm not racist or not prejudiced but... <laughs> not racist but um just because we can go in the same bathroom we can drink in the same water felt that same time we still have, if you did, we still, perfect example for me, the crack epidemic and the versus the opioid epidemic. Crack epidemic was all black people or prevalently like in the poor neighborhoods of, you know, the ghetto. What did they do? If you had, what, an ounce of crack, you would go to jail for 30 years or something, like something crazy. crazy. You see what I'm saying? But if you had powder which was mostly white rich people because they were the ones who were snorting cocaine, which crack and cocaine is the same thing, but if it was powder, you get less time. The opiate, nothing but these these white people. Nothing mostly but white people. They have a thing now where you can, if you get overdose, you can use it for them not to get an overdose. Where was that back when the crack epidemic? Now they have something where they're saying like you can get ejected and um, you can't get high anymore or 
now they have this when you go to jail oh we're gonna put you in drug jail which is basically we're putting you in a program and not putting you in jail yeah like it's so totally different so how is it different like how has it changed I guess for me, I guess it's not so, like 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 the stories I heard growing up in like the movies I watched, where it was just like people with just bodies just hanging from the trees. Like for me, for me, I think it's it, in that way is is different. But like for like the systematic approach to it, I don't think much has changed. I think it's a tad bit better, but I don't think it's like enough where we should be like applauding ourselves for. I absolutely. You know what? This brings me to another current event that just happened that you're probably not prevalent to um so real housewives of atlanta oh i heard about that <laughs> uh kim zoziak whatever her name yeah is. so in the last five minutes and i watched i've i watched it the last five minutes she literally said racism racism I want to get it right. Didn't happen because it wasn't not didn't media. happen, but she was like it. It wasn't a real thing until social media blew it out into out of proportion and basically like downplaying racism while a black woman is listening. Candy, right from how? No, it no, not Candy. It, it was, was the um, other one. The it was Sheree Whitfield. Sheree, yeah. Who has black children? Who sat up there and? One, was it this season? This season or last season was crying about her son getting pulled over because he had weed and crying and went to the um, Million million Man March and was crying about, you know, black men dying Mm -hmm. at the hands of police. And you're watching this white woman say that racism is not a real thing. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Because I could hear her like, because they played the clip on on the radio and I heard a clip of it and I was like, it sounds like, what's her name? Because yeah. I don't watch, so. Yeah, I know. So, um, to me, that just goes to show that there are white people out there. Like, even with, okay, like, because I've seen the whole thing. So, there was a thing. Um, she had it out with NeNe. Kim had it out with NeNe. Because Kim's daughter went to NeNe's, was at NeNe's house and took a picture. and Or a Snapchat. And there was roaches i put that in quotation on her floor right like bugs or like the weed they were water bugs but she was saying basically she tweeted it out that you know nini's has roaches in her house (laughs) so when you think of a black person having roaches what do you think it's in the frosted flakes and the sugar (laughs) smacks like they're dirty or they still live in the hood yeah or they got a lot of fucking trees i don't I mean, I'm not from the South, so well, yeah. if you got roaches, you're dirty or you oh, live in the hood. <laughs> but I mean, because I didn't know, I ain't never seen no roach until I got down here, but I didn't even know what they were. But, and dead serious. But um, she didn't understand why she was saying, like, that was racist. Or, not even that, like, she didn't understand why, like, that was a big deal. Like, well, I mean, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Like, so... Candy explained it to her as in like it doesn't mean that you're racist but what it does mean to other people and how people interpret it was that if you're saying that Nini has roaches either you're saying that she's nasty or you're saying that she doesn't live in a very nice neighborhood that she's saying that she lives in interesting 
You see what I'm saying? So, but she still didn't get it. Like, it's still, I just don't, I just don't see color. What the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? Somebody please explain that. I think, I think people do see color. I don't think people treat people. I think what people mean by that is that they don't treat people by what they see. But you do in a way, if you don't, I think that's even more dangerous. You think so? Everybody is not the same. You can't treat everybody the same. Everybody has their own heritage. Everybody has their own culture. You cannot treat... You can't... Okay, like, for instance, I think it's um, Muslims or... um, I forget what culture it is where you're not supposed to look the women in their eyes and you're actually not even supposed to talk to the woman. You're supposed to talk to the man. I think it's, it's, I think it's like the extremist Muslim culture, but it's in, it's in the middle East areas where that, where that. Okay. We'll just say middle East. So like that's disrespectful. Right. But like in, in a different culture, it's like, you can talk to me. Like, so you cannot treat everybody the same way. Now, I think the only human rights that, you know, is, can, I think, flow in everything is just respecting people. Yeah. And being nice. I think that's one, but I don't think that you can treat everybody. Like, you can, I will never be treated like a white white woman. It's just not going to happen. So, no, I don't agree with that seeing color bullshit like that's bullshit to me i think those people that say that are the people that have one black friend oh, and um, oh, like when people say oh yeah I, all my friends are black like that right. that one person I've, right. seen, I've seen those type of things. they have that one black friend who says it's okay to say the n-word around them and they think that they have a pass like we need to have a, a, a podcast about that too saying saying that word the n-word yeah, I don't. I, 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 it was on the docket one time before, but we never made it to it because you know everything doesn't make the yeah. show. But I want to. I do want to have a conversation I think we could, with more. We people. could say that with save that for the Kanye, the Kanye segment. I want to have a a race segment. No, uh, I do want to have like some white people on here. I don't know any white people. But <laughs> I know. I know a bunch of white people. Okay. I, I know a couple that I would like to get on here. That I wish would I knew cool. like white guys. Well, I do know a white guy. I do know a white guy. He might be great. He's great. I almost said his name. He's uh, great though. Uh, um, but I, I think I think we do need to have that conversation. Not like our, our podcast or the the episode that we discussed and all that's supposed to define it for everybody else. But I do right. want that idea or the thoughts that are. I just I I think it's really just miscommunication because we do not so talk too. about it because everybody's so scared to talk about it. Like I think that's really what it is. Like when I was talking to this white lady who was just a regular regular white, like it wasn't. She got it. She understood. She understood that like these people were being lynched by, it. and there was hundreds of people watching, or you know dozens of people watching. So yeah. it was there. Yeah, that's pretty sad to see. Like it's always yeah. sad to see in movies too. But. And then you think that generation of somebody seeing that as a little kid, a white little boy seeing that, you don't think that's gonna affect them when they grow older? That's a generational thing. So just because, just like they have a generation generational thing, so do we. 
But they want to throw theirs under the rug and act like because we moved on. No, y'all didn't move on. So it needs to be a conversation. So I'm, I'm done be, with that. I think that would be a good conversation to have. And I think since people around the world listen to this podcast, I think it would get them a lot of insight on a lot of different things. Like we can hear from their side what's going on. And they can hear from our side. And I think we're going to be surprised at what happens. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally for that. I got to figure out the right cat. Because I want people who can express themselves. Great. I don't want people like, well, uh, see ya. <laughs> I don't really know. I just feel like this. <laughs> and that's it. I want it to be. Like have facts. Like yeah, have some like... facts. Have something to stand out other than just how you feel. I understand some things is how you feel. But like, I want, I want it to be well thought out. I want you to express yourself well. Yeah. So we're so we we're at an hour and three minutes. I think this is a good. I think it is definitely good. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up because I really I think we're really itching to talk about this racism even more. I want to talk about Kanye, but we we do got to uh, break down J Cole though. Oh, before we go. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I do want I did want to talk about the Starbucks manager. But we we might that's have to definitely, save it. but that's also in the racism category. Yeah, we'll we'll probably we say that, that for another uh podcast. But I do want to break down J. Cole album because yes, I, 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 I was waiting for that. that. Um We were supposed to segue that into the Bow Wow conversation, but yeah. I don't know what It just happens like that sometimes. <laughs> like it's it's hard to stay uh, on, on top because yeah. it's so many ideas being tossed out, you'd be thinking a million things. But So what did you think when you heard it? When I heard it, it was great. Like I, when I first heard, because I heard a snippet of the first song KOD um, on Twitter. Like I couldn't sleep one night. I woke up at one twenty-five because I couldn't breathe, and I was like, "Man, he going off on here, man!" Like just how he just his cadence, like what he was saying. He said, "I'm only gonna say this one time, and I'm gonna dip." N words ain't worthy to be on my shit, and I was just like, "Oh man, who we talking about? Like <laughs> this is great." And then just 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 what he was saying was great. Like I remember the whole song. I'm just I'm just not gonna rap it because you're not gonna hear me singing or rapping the song. <laughs> but just just I knew he was gonna have something to say. So I think every song had something. Yeah, to every say. song has has a message like like photography. Like I think he's talking about like what we talked about earlier was how everyone's looking for gratification mm-hmm. and they're addicted to their phones and, and, and social media. Mm-hmm. And like, how you like. There was this guy, he seen a girl in there, and he fell in love with her, don't even know this yeah. woman, and all you fell in love with is a picture, and you think this is her whole life. Yeah. And it's like, it was so crazy how he captured that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and I think he said, I shoot my shot and I miss. Yeah. Like, like and, and it does happen, because women be curving people on Instagram all the time. Like, y'all see the match, oh, I didn't see it, or it'll be red, you get left on red, and I think that, I think. You know, I don't have that problem. You you reply back to people? No, I no one comes in my D. Oh man. No, true story. I can show you my DMs right now. It's never happened at all or just recently? Maybe like um I think when I put the recent picture up, not the Fubu picture. Fubu? Where, you where have I been? Are you serious? You didn't see my Fubu picture? That sh- was hard. Fubu and Afro Puff. Let me see. I might have missed that. I don't think you did. Well, then again, I don't know. But uh, anyway, um, no, that hasn't been my problem. But let me see. My favorite song, or I wouldn't say favorite because they're all favorites. Um. Oh, I see the FUBU. I did see that. Yeah, I know. I thought you did. Um, Was 
Once an Addict. That's my favorite one, too. Wait, let me make sure that's a one. Where he talks about his mom? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite one. I, w- I want to get to that later, though. Okay, okay, okay. I, I do want to break down Trap by Trap because that's okay. actually my sleeper song. That is... Well, not sleeper song, I song definitely cry. I had to, that like... That made me get teary I had teary-eyed to, like, hold too. back my tears because I was in the car, like, and I was like... I know what part got you. Your hero on Ground Zero, wasn't it? No, I think it was when he was saying that, like, I wish I would have just... I wish I would have been there more for you. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing my hero on Ground Zero was got me. I was like, man, really? like, just imagine a kid, like, having to see that side of his mom. Like, that was crazy. Okay, we'll get we'll get to that. Okay, so the cutoff. The cutoff, was, that's the next song on there? Yeah. After Wait. Photograph. Yeah, cutoff. What was the, the cutoff? Cu- I was just with the. Oh. Oh, yeah, that was great, too. Oh, where he was, um. Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. That, that was good. That, that, Where I basically, like that. um, he had a friend. Um, he was borrowing money from him, and then he had to cut him off because he was like, you know what, you're a user, and even though he was a giver, I'm like, and all the girls are like, what happened to your friend? And you fell off. That yeah. was a good one. I think that's what I'm going through right now. Like. I'm cutting people. I'm not cutting them off per se, but I'm like, I'm distancing myself. So I definitely got that one. It's a part of growth. I feel like, I feel like that's a, that's an issue that that's really big in our culture and our society today. Like you, where you're faced with having to outgrow people you've known forever, or, you know, you're trying to be there and try to take care of everybody, but it's so hard to do. Like it's, like what he was saying was like, uh, like he wasn't happy about it. That's what I was. Sure. I was gonna say. Um, I feel like when I feel like when you do fall apart, like people think, oh well, you feel guilty because you're like that person was that person was once there for me, you know, like, and you feel some type of loyalty, you feel some type of responsibility of still trying to, um have them in your circle but because they're not growing and you're growing it's like you're torn between the two yeah like when you have a childhood friend and then you like get older and you're like we don't have the same so i had this because i'll be thinking about a lot of stuff and sometimes i write it down it is you're not leaving them you're leading them you think so yes because these people are actually looking up to you these people Without even saying it, they look up to you. They see you doing something that they're not doing. You're pursuing something, and for whatever reason, there's something holding them back. But Could be. they haven't discovered that yet because you're their crutch because it's like, well, my, my nigga made it, so, you know, I'm good. But, no, you still have to grow as an individual as well. That's what I'm saying as far as earlier what I was saying, like, people are so dependent on other people for validating them that they don't even know who they are. Yeah. So they never found themselves. So they were holding on to this person that, you know, just got famous and, Oh, I'm, I can ask him for anything. Cause I was holding him down once upon a time, but that gets draining to that person because it's like, I do want to be there for you. You do deserve it. But what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. That's, that's a val- very valid point. And that's when the cutoff comes. <laughs> and I wish this speaker would connect, but it won't connect. It's about to drive me nuts. Forget this device. 
Like, cause I want, I want to, um, play snippets of it. Yeah. That would be dope. Cause I can't, my, I don't know what my adapter is for my obstacle, so I can actually plug my phone up to it and like have it come through. But I, I don't know. It's driving me nuts. Is it dead? With this, this shouldn't be dead. Well, maybe I can find it. It, looks like it, it finds it, but it won't connect for whatever it says. Make sure it's in range, but I'll make sure it, it works. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I could play it in my phone. All right, bump this. Hold on, wait. Let me see if I can find it first. Oh, do, 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 do. Search. So that was, so that was the cutoff. So ATM was cool. ATM was ATM was good. That's the one with like counted up, counted up, and Got like it. he telling the truth. And like I think what he tried to do this with this was was rap like the little, rap the like little them, kid right? and, and still deliver Yo, that message. I totally got like I was like, okay, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to like not mock them, but like, okay, this is what y'all do. This is how y'all. This is y'all little cadence. So I'm a do it to where you gonna like it, but I'm saying something for real. Yeah, I think that's like what a he trickery, was like to do. the Kanye West thing, which we hope that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I really do believe that's what he was trying to do. I think he want to show people that you can rap like that and still have a message and say something. iPhone seven. Yeah, that's my iPhone. Um, but it should be this SL Buddy, Slim Buddy, whatever it is. But it ain't. It, it won't even find it. But I don't know if it's because Are you of the right button. Yeah. Let me see. It should. But I don't know. But I think I like I like the message was that everyone's out for the money. That's all they're all about. But you can't take it with you when you die. Did you and see the video? I did see the video. And that's kinda how the kids everyone's chasing the dollar. Like the people forgetting about the things that, that matter the most. And I think that I think that's what he's trying to convey. I think each song has a message and a theme to it. But not only was he like really rapping great on all the songs, but just just the messages he was trying to like put out there were great. Like you can't like you can't deny that he's like one of the top tier yeah, lyricists in the game. Well just play it on your phone. Yeah. Um But you can't you can't knock it. <laughs> Let me skip to the good part. They always uh I'm gonna take this thing off too. I can play it on mine. Oh, this doesn't sound good. All right. <laughs> I didn't mean to play this part, but I don't know. What's the next song we got? This one hey, was cool. I love this song. This, this is my cool treadmill. Too. I be it be motivating me this to run who? my treadmill song. <laughs> when I'm running on the treadmill, motivate, motivate. Well, <laughs> niggas, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my favorite part is. This is my favorite part right here. We do not own the rights to this song. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't own this rights. We're just playing it because we're fans and we love it. I wish we could hear it better, but you know. 
But that's that's kind of how the kids are. It's all about the money these days. And, um, okay, did you not get the the back? Um, what was it? Um, what was that Atlanta song? Um, get money. No. Oh. What was the song where everybody goes hype? Oh my god, it's like a fighting song. Nug of your book. Yeah. Was that not? I think they said it was a sample of Crime I've Been There. I think you can hear the. Oh, no, not that one. Oh, was that what it was? I know it was a certain beat. I'm not sure. Not this part. The next part. What is that? I'm killing I I miss that. No, not yet. That part. This part. I probably missed that whole thing. Really? Like I heard this, but I didn't know it was something. It's something. I know it's something. Because I was like, yo! It's something. It's probably the cadence, how it was. Like four words. Maybe. But okay, that was a good song. That's definitely my um, go-to. I think that's my least favorite song on here. What? Mm-hmm. That's my least favorite Motivate song. Motivate was your least? Mm-hmm. Wow. It sounded too much like all the Lil's. All the Lil's that are rapping today. I didn't really like that. The little, the little Uzi Verts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like Lil Uzi. I like that one song, All My Friends Are Dead. That's my song. Uh, I actually that's my song. I hate that song. I like Lil Uzi. I think I like him as a person. He's definitely a very free spirited person. Mm-hmm. Does what he wants. Doesn't care. I think. I think. I don't. I don't think. And I don't think he's trolling doing it. You know. I think it is like Young Thug to me is a troll when he does it. Like Probably. when he acts gay or not even acts or whatever he does. You know, like because everybody thinks he is a certain way, and I think he trolls it even more or like antagonizes the. Even more, but with little Uzi, it's like I am me, and I don't care. Yeah, I think I think I think he's more uh more uh more authentic, more. <laughs> it isn't this fool in there trying to play the same song, but I think he's a bit more authentic and more more genuine about what he is doing than. than yeah, he's than, definitely than more that. authentic, and he I love his little shitty dance. It's so cute. <laughs> I think I think people and he's so tiny. He is. He's like, like a big. little. He's so cute. Oh man. Okay, the next song is Kevin's Heart. I like that. This one. is hilarious. I didn't see the video though. The video is so funny. I seen a snippet of it where where you pull up to the fine girl next to him. Yeah. So basically, the video, the premise of the video is like everybody knows he cheated so like he's in this grocery store he's minding his business like picking up stuff like and everybody's looking at him like you dirty dog like you i can't believe you so then he like goes to the register and the register the cashier's like everybody's looking at you like and he's like oh fuck so he leaves he gets in the car then that's when, like, the girl, the pretty girl is next to him. She's okay. like, can I get your number? And he's like, no, like, nah, I'm good. And mm-hmm. then the old lady next to him sees him. And she's, yeah. she's like, you dirty dog. <laughs> so it was pretty. 
it was and then at the end it said choose wisely so or was that the other i think they all say that something similar to that they all say that so but it was pretty funny i will say that and i love how it says kevin's heart like h the real heart and it's really but yeah what i like was that the message there it just kind of shows like the battle of temptation but like how it's hard for him to do the right things or how hard for people to do the right things sometimes or just like how there's so much temptation, especially at the fingertips because every people are instantly accessible through Twitter, Instagram, right, right from a few clicks on your phone. Right. So it's, it's just a lot just to show like, even when you just listen to like the beginning of the song. Like, do people really feel like that anymore? Yeah. But my phone be blowing up temptations on my line. I stare at the screen a while before I press decline. But she plants a seed and it still lingers in my mind. Told myself I'm strong enough to shake it and I'm trying. But I'm only human, I know love and use a crime. If I take this cookie now, one day I'll do the time. Slip me a Zenny at once. I got the earth and the blunt. I get the skirt when I want. I get the skirt when I want. I don't know how I will feel. What do you mean? I don't even think it's just like being famous and having temptation. I think, I think like when we were talking about last week about how men cheat, like, um, it's not like they don't love their woman or yeah. wife. It's not, that's not what it's, it's about. It's want. about that. Yo, I'm getting tempted every day, and one day I'm just gonna fall in temptation. Do I? Does that mean I don't love my wife or my girlfriend? No, I still love her. So I think that's I think that's what that's what I got out of it. Like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying when Jake Cole said that whole first. A little paragraph or whatever, like y'all didn't feel this, like I did, y'all, cause y'all, y'all, y'all guys are not ready. And then somebody rebuttaled back with a uh, with a Beyonce quote that a guy said. I mean, that Beyonce said a guy said something. That Beyonce said it was just kind of like crickets after that, and it was almost like saying y'all not ready, just like we're not ready. It was kind of it was kind of weird. I wish I would have saved like cause I tend to screenshot those type of things. Y'all like meaning like women aren't ready. And Yo, y'all women and men. Like, see, we um, have to have that conversation too. We have to have this men versus women conversation as well. And somebody I saw on Twitter also where somebody was saying that uh that it takes more for a woman to be faithful when they have a lot more temptation than than guys do. If that makes any sense. It does, and I agree. But at the end of the day, I think women always going to have temptation because yeah. women are women get approached like that's what that's what it you know, that's the that's the way the world works. Yeah, I don't think it should be quo. that way. So, like I was saying like like I get approached I'm that's I get I'm like the minimal like I get approached. Like just imagine someone like on who has a bigger butt and like smaller waist than me like so i can see the temptation of saying no like you're getting taught if you get talked to two to three times a day or more than that and there's someone that is attracted to you're attracted to them as well you're going to give them their number just think about that time seven like you every time you go out and then think about that times 365 days so you really don't think it's hard not to be a hoe i'll say that 
That's, very hard not to be a hoe. That's what they were saying. They were saying that um, they don't feel like they get enough credit as women because they get it more than we do. It is so hard to turn down some dick. I'm oh, telling God. you. I'm <laughs> serious. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, You said Cardi B is ugly? Too late. You should be caught up. Yes. We're on our little lunch break. Yes. I think we were talking about J. Cole's wife and how this is so She's a regular. She's a regular she's woman. She's a regular, regular woman. And when everybody found out like he got married, of course, they looked her up and they were they were like, oh, she's not even cute. And, da, 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 da. and I was just saying, like, he was like, she ain't no Cardi B. And I was like, I think Cardi B is ugly. Like, Cardi B's not cute to me. Like, she's not ugly, y'all. She's not cute. She ain't the prettiest thing in the book either, though. But She's not to me. Her, she has a yuck mouth. Like, her, there's something going on with her mouth. Oh, like, man. her lips, they are so sick to me. Um, before sick she got lips. her teeth done, did you think she was cute? I never seen a picture before that. Exactly. Cause, well, cause I try not to like look at like love and hip hop or any of these things. Like you can you can look a certain way when you have money and you get plastic surgery. Now you about to make me that. go look, man. Go look. I don't want to look. I want to run my run of my night. <laughs> but um, okay, back to. I like the next song too. Brackets. Yes. The woman got the Richard Pryor skit playing. I beginning. did that. That was great. I did like that. I, I because think, I think I, my favorite part in that was, um, I'm not saying end, it. Huh? Um, I'm not saying it correct verbatim. So please forgive me, diehard Jekyll fans. But um, where he was like, um, I like to know where my money is going. Yeah, that's the best part of the song. And Let's play the end. We are we're in a we're in a society where why I can't pick on my phone where I want my taxes to go like i thought that was like genius it, it definitely is and i never thought about that like i've thought about like us putting our money where we wanted to put it but i never thought about choosing it from an app on the phone that would be dope like that was dope like I, I, we'll let y'all hear this like, and again we don't own the rights to any of this music <laughs> please we're don't just, sue us we're just fans <laughs> don't try to take us down we're just trying to have a good podcast here <laughs> And I wish more people was like more hip hop heads were on here because that's that's my whole thing because he he like hip hop too. Oh really? So I wanted to get his take on it because he probably oh, saw no. something different. Yeah. But the show one monkey don't stop no show time waits for no man right. and the show must go on. That so. show must go on. Hey. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> but here's here's the snippet from brackets like the most important part that that we like. Play now. All right, all right now let's play. <laughs> Some older nigga told me to start voting. 
Some good stories, man. Yeah, he does. This make you feel it like you're inside. Like he went to, from the rich people all the way down. Maybe they should hear that part too. I was about to say, you might as well let him finish. Might as well It's only 30 more seconds left. Damn. <laughs> She still gotta file her fucking taxes. And she's poor. Don't yeah. got no money. Going through issues. This is real life. Yeah, I, and that's what I like. That his CD talked about a lot of issues. Like even though people didn't quite get it when they first heard it, I got but, everything. Yeah, so people people who know better got it. But people who were listening to it just for something to play in their car. Like, I don't think they got what he was trying to you know say. What it's the, a concept album. You know what I think that was going to happen? What I was think, that? which would I think that a lot of people was thinking what was going to happen with Kendrick Lamar was that they had their conscious album or whatever, like, For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. Was definitely for him, you know? And so they thought, oh, okay, he's about to go back to that uh, Born Sinner, J. Cole. Oh, and like, yeah. you know, or, you know, like, um, can't Friday save no hoes, J. Cole. Like, but he do, he does have like a few bangers, like, you know, but yeah. that can relate to regular, regular people. But as far as anything else, this is a real conscious album, but at the same time, it's album. giving you... A new feel rapper style in it for you know to be relatable for the people that for the lils out there right for the lils l i l apostrophe s <laughs> is what we're saying guys just in case you don't know the lils but <laughs> what did you call you called it the um what did you call it earlier oh, no. you said um the teen pop <laughs> oh the uh kids bop <laughs> it is kids bop kids bop 2013 <laughs> urban kids bop little uzi little uzi vert katashi six takashi six nine uh ugly god <laughs> you know like who comes up with these things little pump like oh oh yeah he did this little pump in here um, he just all those rappers on yeah, nineteen eighty five. Oh my god, that's one of my favorites. When I first heard, it, I didn't like because I didn't like that beat. I hate like super old old beats, but when no. I, I like his words though. Oh my, he ripped them alive. He was like, "You still please, please still keep rapping. Yeah, still please keep um going on concerts because you're gonna be very irrelevant soon, and you're just in this fad." But I'm gonna be here forever. Yeah. That is I like what he was saying though. Fire. I like it now though. Like the the beat. What? One thing yeah. about J. Cole is that his production, like his lyricism always outshines his production. You know he makes his own beats. Like his I didn't production. Know that. Yeah, he makes all, majority of his own beats. He has a hand in it. But like I think this album, I think he did all the beats. 
on uh, his first CD, he did all his beats. Friday Night Lights, he did all his beats. Uh, Return of Simba was all, you know, all his own production. But everyone always, the only knock you can really have on J. Cole is why he's not accessible as someone like a Drake, is that he doesn't uh, have that radio sound. Like, he doesn't have, like, the commercial beats. It's like, his production can be a lot better. I think they're great for what he's doing, but I think I if agree. he were to tune, like, what, that it could be better? Yeah, like, I'm thinking about, like, the songs he has out with um, Miguel, like all his songs, like Power Trip. Um, Did he make Power Trip? That's what I'm saying. Like if if you're saying if what you're saying is true, I don't know if he made like, Power Trip because those was on Born Center. Like even um, Workout, I think Work. I hated that one. I didn't hate it, but I'm saying like it was enough to. It's just enough. You know what I mean? To be mainstream. And it worked out actually very well. Yeah, I, I like his beats, but I feel like if he would get like with somebody like a No ID or a Just Blaze or like or like a lot of other people, like he could he could use some help from some other people like production wise. Like I like his beats, but I think his sound could be so much better. But you want to keep that authentic J Cole sound. I don't know. I think that's definitely a conversation for. It's a hip hop head conversation. Yeah, that's that's. I, I don't call it. It's like, it's like what Nas. Like, the only reason why people like Jay-Z more than Nas because his beats. Like, Nas is way better. To me, Nas is way better. But Nas didn't always have the best beats, like the best sounding music. He's always said the best stuff. But Jay-Z had like... I know what you mean. And I'm trying to find because I have a problem with somebody who does that. But I don't, can't think of it right now. But why you do that? Brackets. What was the next one? The next one is, is our favorite song. That's the one that kind of got me a little Attic. Yeah. That literally had me crying like real tears. I think. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I think J. Cole got another CD coming too. Really? I think this supposed to be like, I think he's going to come again this year. Um. Well, I know they were saying that him, Kendrick, and Drake have an announcement. I hope Drake isn't involved. I want. I do want the Kendrick and Drake album. That's another conversation. Kendrick and that Drake we, or Kendrick and Cole? I mean, Kendrick and Cole, man. Like they supposed <laughs> to have did that dual album like two, like before to Pimper Butterfly, but it never came. Yeah. Like that would have been great with just those two. Cause to me, they're the best. They had a song two. together. Yeah, they got a song together. Where they rapped on their nice on watch. their beats. Yeah, they did. They did each other's beats. I like that. That was cool. That was supposed to be the trailer for it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But they never came out with it, and I think I think we're gonna get that. And I just just because me, and, I don't like, know. But they said there's gonna have they're gonna have an announcement. So I hope not. It'd be nice. You hope not. You mean not with Drake? Not with, not Drake. with Drake. But if Drake gets on there and fucking raps, okay, I'm for it. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just not really. I don't You're know. So disappointed. Yeah, okay, man. once and add it. You gonna play it? Yeah, I play, play it. it. I'm a, I might play it. I might play a sniper, but that's gonna be my sleeper song. At the not sleeper song, but song of the week. So I think oh, I should just okay. play it now. Cause that's what I was gonna choose. I was like, man, I've been listening to that song all. That's that's what I listen to the most. But I am gonna play it so people can. Okay, well let's hear have it. that. Let's do that for last then. Yeah, we'll do that one last. Friends. Friends. Did I like friends? I did like friends. <laughs> Where he's basically telling his friend, hey, friend, you don't have to do drugs. You just have to figure out what's wrong with you without the drugs. But I'm not knocking you or so. That's that one. 
And I think with that one, I think that's just kind of how like the conversation kind of goes, like with with friends. But I don't think so. You don't think so? Because their friends are doing the same drugs. Who's talking? Who's who? Who? If y'all are friends, one is, like there's not that one person that's giving you that, unless there might be that one person, but that person is trying to probably distance themselves from that person Maybe. as well. And I think it's just like how addicts feel every day. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know. like just when I heard this part, I was like, he probably like trying to portray how people feel like when they just like start to fiend for it. Like they don't feel good with that. No. I wonder who he's talking about though. This is for the whole I think he's talking about Smoking medical grade, but I ain't right. got prescription. And it, he says a name though, but they reverse it. Feeling like mm. the only one that made it, and I hate it for my niggas because they ain't got ambition. What did you expect? You can blame it on condition. Blame it on crack. You can blame it on the system. Blame it on the fact that 12 got jurisdiction. Oh, right around the neighborhoods that they ain't But that one was a good one. I think that was my least favorite, though. Not least favorite. Like, it was just like I would, like, I can play the whole album and skip over that one. I'll be okay. But it, they're always great message, though. Yeah, I think all these songs are great. I think I think we just have an, an order in which we like them in. Yeah. But they all had spoke to me because, like, I am that friend that my other friends are like, okay, like, get your stuff together. Like, you can't be doing these drugs and be drinking and, like, you can't do that. You're better than that. So I definitely... um. Every song I can actually relate. Mm-hmm. Window pane. This one Window was. Window pane was good too. This one made me cry when the little girl was talking. Yeah, and at the end too, like yeah. she's just just pretty aware of what's going on. That was, I was like, oh my gosh. She played like the beginning of just so they could hear like the girl talking. Yeah. I think. I think it was great. Or the end. Yeah, when she was talking on there too, I think that part's great. Too. Yeah, I like the end part better. I think J. Cole is crying. It sounds like somebody's smoking. Should I skip to the end? Where she's talking again? Oh, was this good? He said she was sick. I don't know. And after we do that, he's going to come back. 
Yeah, this this song was basically talking about how you just gotta appreciate what you have. Like, there's people out here really like going through some real stuff, and we're complaining about little stuff. Yeah, I like how you talked about like gang violence and gang culture too, and like just how like drugs may be influencing that. And just how, just kind of how it is growing up, cause like people don't tell these stories anymore. Cause you know, like NWA would tell these type of stories. And they was like, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that. But like mm-hmm. now, it's not so, it's not as police as it was before. But I like the fact that he's telling this story, like just kind of like how the world works. And like it's a word out there that people don't see because like they're not either because they're they're far removed from it or they've just grown up in an era where they just don't have to, or not necessarily an era, but like they're protected from it mm-hmm. because of their heritage or their culture or... And that plays in just like what I was saying earlier, that this is why we have to have conversations about racism with the whites and the black people and any other you know culture or race because we simply just don't know. What we what they go through, yeah. Because we they didn't grow up like that. They don't live in that world. That is not something that they're you. So they cannot fathom that you're going through that. Oh yeah, some people think that stuff don't exist. You like, see what I'm saying? I've talked so, to you before. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's why they're sweeping things under the rug, or that's why they don't see color because mm, it sounds fabricated almost. You know? Yeah, these I are had... people's real life. I had somebody tell me they didn't know a white person tell me that they didn't know that uh that white privilege was a real thing until she started learning about it in her college class. Like she told me this at the end of last year. She like I didn't think that was a real thing, but when I look at her, I was like everything about her speaks to that, like her behavior. Yeah. Like, I'm like, like how bratty. do you not know what this is? And, like, you act this exact same way. Like, she's very entitled. She doesn't like to hear no. Like, if you tell her no, because she's probably used to getting her way. When you tell her no, it's like a big fucking deal. And I, and I hate that. Yeah. But, like, I, I, when she told me, I just kind of looked at her. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, did you, that you've never heard of that? You've never seen that in effect? But you don't know because you don't know the other side of not being privileged. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't, but I'm just surprised. No, I'm, like, but she doesn't. She might not. She No, there's no might. If you learned in college that there's certain thing, there's a certain um, thing as white privilege or privilege, period, that's because these just like kids that are spoiled rotten, when they get older, that that's a handicap. Those are the people that don't know the word no or they get their way all the time and then yeah. you're just trying to figure out why are you like like who raised you like why you know what I mean like but then because you didn't grow up like that so you're not understanding like I had to work for this I had to do this so if we just have a understanding and have an open mind the world will be better I'm just saying I think so but I, I- it just still tripped me out. And then what she told me something else, she's like, I don't know if I just, just kind of ignored it or I just try not to look into it. Whenever I see stuff like that news, I just change the channel. But I was like, just because you're ignorant to the, not saying, cause you know, it means just you don't know, but just because you're ignorant to the fact that these things going on, don't make you any better or, or worse than anybody else. Like you can't change the problem from without knowing. 
Yeah. Like, cause you could you could be doing something a little different. Like, but don't don't ignore the issues or the plights of others. Black, white, Hispanic, Arab, Asian, no or whatever empathy. you are. Like, it's no way to kind of because ignore they live it. in a bubble. They don't want to know. Yeah, I feel like that too. Moving on, because we keep going back to this race issue. Yeah, I had um, a conversation with somebody about, about race. I was like, I, I don't want to make every podcast about race, but you can't help but bring because everything kind of like... No, there's no way that going you back can into have it. any conversation for real without... Like, I even... Simple things, like me when I pick up like Uber passengers or whatever, and... Most of the time, the white ones are like, oh, what is there to do? Like, what is that one thing that you have to do when you come to Atlanta? First thing I think of, strip clubs. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> is that not true? Well, I guess I guess if you have a, a fancy for strip clubs, yeah. Well, anyways, Atlanta is known for their yeah, strip clubs. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if somebody asks me, what is the one thing I have to do? Like, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking of strip clubs. But they're white. So I, like, have to make a disclaimer. Like, well, I'm going to say, and I'm not making a disclaimer because sh- stripping, like, I'm thinking that, oh, they're going to think stripping is vulgar. I'm saying it because... I ain't talking about the white strip club you're thinking about. I'm thinking about the black one. So yeah. race gets involved in it. Or when they get in my car and I'm like, okay, I can't play my rap songs or my my. I think everyone feels my hip hop. I'm like, I gotta put on, um, Star ninety six, whatever that radio station is where it plays the white music. So it's like, I always constantly think about race. I think I think it I think it bleeds over into everything that we do. But I don't us. think they think about it as I think much. They do. No, I don't I think they do in a certain way, but I think they I think when they hear like when they hear me speak or whatever, I think that's oh, it's cool. She's like a cool black girl. Like she's not like one of those other black girls because I speak a little differently and I you know, like I'm not I'm not I don't have a, a certain attitude or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they think of it like that in a certain way, you know, as much as I'm thinking about like everything I say, okay, let me not say that because that might be a little too racial or let me not say like everything I'm saying, but with them, like one guy, he said, um, oh, um, he made a joke and it was like, oh, don't lynch me. And... (laughs) You just kind of got quiet or something? No, they were all white. But in my mind, nigga, what did you like? I was like, what? Because like they were jumping on his back and like, oh, don't lynch me. Like, don't. I'm like, you can't say that in front of a black person. Like, no. And that's what I mean. Like, I, I think they think I'm cool enough to say certain things. Like, I have been in situations with white people and I'm like, you really said that like to me, but I don't say anything like it's very weird, but I think, I think mm, like, I know for me, like when I'm around like other races and I'm with like a certain group of people and they just say the N word freely, it does make me kind of cringe. I'm like, man, like it make me, it make me, it makes, it makes me mad because like my thing is, like, cause I, like I said, I do want to have this conversation, but my stance is this. Yeah, I like, we slowly. like just being fair now. Like we shouldn't ask somebody not to say something if we're going to continue to say it. I don't think that's no. 
Like I I, I no, get why I don't people agree. don't. I don't agree with but that. But I feel like that. I was like, how are you going to expect somebody else to do better when we won't even do better? I don't agree with that. There's some things that are just not for everybody. And else. you are right. I agree that it's not for everybody else. But I do think it, to get it, put it into it, we just start, I I don't use it. No, that's like that's like fag faggot. Okay. The word faggot. In the LGBT community, they still use that word, but in a certain term. You know what I mean? It's not derogatory in a certain way, but they use it themselves. See, some of them... But um, if somebody on the, in the outside of the LGBT community used it, it would be derogatory, and okay. it would be it would be um, a hate crime. It would be, you know, all the above. So we don't say it at all, right? We're scared to say it most point. of the time. But when someone in our community says the N-word, everybody else want to say it. Why? So let me ask you this, because I was into a, a certain radio station. They had, like, these Penn State girls. Oh, who you were on that? Snapchat, and they were like, why we can't say the N-word? Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into it, because I do want to say that for another We're another so day. going on. I'm cutting you off right now. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it good. No. Don't let me do it. No, I'm not. Don't let me We're do putting it. a pin in the racial conversation. Next, so, back to J. Next Cole. Next song, right. Next song on J. Cole. We're going to wrap this up. It's 1985. He's just dissing all the Lil's out there. One in particular because he was playing with his name. I don't for think real. it was particular. Oh. Um, Lil Pump. He said something about it. He was like, I thought it was J. Cole. Lil Ugly Pump something, the something. one with the red hair? Lil Pump. No, I thought it was too. the one with the red hair that he was talking about. Because Takashi six nine. No, he's black with the red hair, with the red oh, braids. Oh, uh, uh, you're talking about uh, uh, the one Joe was talking about. Yeah. The uh, little Yachty. No, it wasn't little Yachty. I thought it was little Yachty because um, little Yachty. He was like, um, because in the song he's like, they're not even playing, paying homage to you know people that were before them. And little Yachty, he was like, I don't. He didn't think Tupac was a good rapper or something. He had said something in his. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. That's little Let me play what he said. He got a song, um, but he just kind of. No, I think we him. should just go ahead. Basically, he disses these little um, teen bop All the little the, the teen and kids. And he's bop. saying, I'm not knocking y'all. Y'all keep doing. I. No, that's exactly, this is why I know he's not talking about him. Because he was like, I want to see my black men prosper. Well, I think he does, but uh, I think that he I was I don't think he was talking about, about that. I think he was talking about Little Yachty. No, nah, because Lil Pump said his name in the song. Well, any, either way, he's still talking about all of them. And then he goes on to say, however, keep doing these shows because that's how artists make their money. And... um. Because if you don't, you're gonna get you're gonna be broke because you're a fad. It's it's just a um just a fad rap that you're doing, and I'm gonna be here forever because I'm a lyricist and I'm a great ass artist, and basically y'all are not. Yeah, he got a song called "Fuck J Cole." Oh wow, okay. It's, I don't think dumb. we should play it at all. Don't we're it. not giving him any type of yeah, I don't credit. Give him no kind we of, I don't even know this person and it's not even gonna happen while we're talking about the great J. Cole. So for the last song. I think it was great. Our favorite song. 
it really isn't the last song, but this is what we want to talk about because it's going to segue into the song of the week. Is it the song of the week or yeah, song of the week? Yeah, for my week? pick for song of the week. Song of the week. So once an addict, do we want to go just, we'll just talk Let's about it. Tell them about it first and then play because I want them to hear that. Yeah. Like, so you're, I'll, I'll, you can go first. Um, When I first heard it, like I don't, I, 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 my mom is not an addict. But I do know someone who who was once close to me that is an addict, and like just kind of seeing how it is. But to me, I just just listening to somebody rap about seeing their mom's heartbreak lead to an addiction, and then them being young and helpless and defenseless against it. It just kind of just made me feel away. It just kind of made me sad, like just to see that that people really do go through these type of things, and people don't know. And, like, it's just, like, addiction is a, 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 a huge factor in a lot of people's lives. Like, whether it's cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, I think he did whatever it is. He knew. Yeah, he, who, who, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew, but it's just, like, I'm talking about for, like, people outside who don't have to deal with these type of oh, issues. Okay. Like, okay. life is, isn't a fucking fairy tale for a lot of people. Like, yeah. but to see somebody paint that picture of his mom that way or like just an instance of him growing up was just kind of just kind of touched me in a special place <laughs> not like i've been touched but no. <laughs> not r kelly touched yeah not like that <laughs> I, I haven't been peed on or anything either but i uh oh my God. i do feel like that song will i think that song is gonna it's gonna make it, it's a tearjerker song to me like, like, what did you get from it? Like, why did you pick that song? Why, why did you like that song the most? Uh, okay, so I got teary-eyed in this song because I was both, I'm both the on the addict side and I'm also the person that he is, which is trying to be there for that addict. But at the same time, look, I got my own personal things going on and you just need to get over it type because that's what the song gave to me like he was giving two sides like his mama's an addict and was calling him and was dependent on him and when she would get drunk you know call him and he was like you know as soon as I get out of this house I'm gone and I don't gotta worry about this and I ain't gotta worry about this no more but you really do because they're still calling you or they're still still putting you in this drama and he was just basically like you know at the end I wish I was actually there for her more because and that's kind of like where I was and that's how like because I'm not an addict but I do drink a lot excessively <laughs> at times and um do other things and um do, do you want to share those other things? No, no? I don't. But <laughs> Okay. But um and I know that there are people that care for me. But how long is it going to be until they are that J. Cole that's just like, I can't support you anymore? You know, like, I can't, I can't do this. Then on the other hand, I'm like, I know people who are in that situation where it's like, okay, let me just stick it out. Because in the end, you know, I just, it's, it was both, it was both for me. And that's why I was like a tearjerker, like, oh, my God, I am that addict, once an addict. And then it was like, oh, my God, I know somebody like that. And, oh, I know how he feels. I know how she feels. So it was kind of like all over the place. 
It's a really good song. I think J. Cole is one of the best storytellers. And I wanted to, like, really touch on J. Cole's album because I know people have, like, a, a negative connotation about rap or hip-hop in general. But it's not all what gang-banging and shooting up. A lot of people are storytellers or or culture changes. But for me, I feel like you cannot tell me that rap or hip-hop or whatever you want to call it is not the one of the most purest forms of art. Like, it's to me, it's the highest level of poetry that you can get. Yeah. Like, you cannot tell me that... I should have said this in the beginning before we start playing this. But you can't tell me that that this stuff isn't an art form or like that hip hop is bad or it's a lot of good positive things out there. It's, it's, it's a lot of good music out there that people just don't know about. People only tell you about the bad or what they perceive as the bad. But then again, like we can't really blame people for the music they make because that's their reality. Like, well, I don't believe that either because they're, these rappers are still not out on the corner, still pushing drugs and all that like that was your past and some of it it wasn't even their past you know it was their friend and they were you know they're so i don't agree with that i think it's a i think it's a fad like j cole is saying i think that it is just something that people are just portraying because it's because it sells yes and and but what you don't understand is you're getting these kids hooked on drugs and hooked on molly and hooked on all this stuff without even without even knowing your power i think he kind of touches on that in 1985 he does he and, and it's like you have so you have this fan base you have a voice you have a voice and you're being very irresponsible yeah you definitely but you think that you know i'm not influential it's whatever they or like how how Brianse was saying like like it's like oh no it's it's um monitoring your kids but there's so much monitoring you can do. There's so much hiding you can do. And it'll still be... You can't be with your kids at school 24-7 who okay. are not... Who are those kid babies kids that are infiltrating your son or your daughter. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be at church and thinking um, you're going on a church uh, outing at the youth and thinking that these kids are not listening to that. Like, it, yeah. like it's impossible. Unless your kid is living in, like, Bubble Boy. It is. It's, it's pretty crazy. I think, like, rap is the most influential music in the world right now. I, think I don't even think right now. I think even for a long time. Like, yeah, even when, been. um, what's that old man? Um, O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly. When oh, he when he had, was, like, attacking Luda and stuff? Yeah, but he had, when he had Cameron. And, um, yeah, he had Cameron on his show. And he was like, you know, like, he was asking him questions like, do you think, you know, he was asking him these questions, but you can go back and look at it. But, like, that's the same thing. Like, it's very influential, even though you might not think so. It is. Um, well, I saw this thing on mute on Instagram with this Musical.ly. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, it made me. Like, before J. Cole's CD came, I think I saw that that same night. Let me see if I got it still on here. But it was so fucking funny. Because, you know, he was saying, like, on one of the songs. I think it was on 1985 when he was just saying, like, how... um, How, how can I say this? He said, basically, that 
a lot of the young white kids are living through hip hop thinking oh, that's yeah. what it's like to yeah. be black or whatever. He's like they're they're waiting on your downfall and he said some other stuff too. Yeah, I remember that. But look at look at this. I, I was looking at this and I was like, this is prime example. I did see that. This this was the funniest shit in the world to me though. She did good though. But look at his ass slow. <laughs> And just so fucking wrong. But her ass was super slow, too. I know she was too fast. Oh, you know what I also would like to that. talk about? I see. Look, look you know that. what I would like to talk about? What, what makes you black? I think we touched on that on the Bruno Mars, but we can definitely touch on it no. again with a different set of people. Yeah. Mm, you, you weren't on that one. That was a different podcast. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it's skin color. I don't think it's DNA anymore. I don't. No, it, it's not. But anyways, let's wrap this up. Oh yeah, but so let's play the song before we before we get out. Do you have a sleeper song, or is this gonna be yours? No, too? that's gonna be it. Oh, so see, that's crazy how we both had the same sleeper song. Uh, song of the week. I, mean, I gotta stop saying sleeper song. <laughs> yeah, song of the week. All the right, song guys. of the week. This is a uh, once an addict by J Cole. <laughs> this is WJOB. Really? <laughs> We're playing what you're saying. This is WJOB podcast radio. 97.5, and um, we're going to play Once an Attic by J. Cole. <laughs> hey, man. Come, oh, my bad. <laughs> what? But th- I think this is Marvin Gaye sample, too. Did I want you want me to, part? But if you just into it, it just made me think about Marvin Gaye. Right, you have to, have to find it and play it. All right, Jacob, paint this picture for him. I think pain is just a lack of understanding. If we could only understand it all, would we feel no pain? Would we feel no pain? God must feel no pain. Something's got a hold on me. Only joy. Does this mean all right, man. suffering pleases him? It is an interlude. <laughs> Carolina nigga, fish out of water, stepdaddy, just had a daughter with another woman, mama ain't recovered yet, calling me at 12 at night, she drunk as fuck and I'm upset, cause why she always using me for crutch, growing up I always used to see her up, latest shit, cigarette smoking, greatest hits from Marvin Gaye, she kill a whole bottle with some cheap Chardonnay, I gotta leave this house cause part of me dies when I see her like this, too young to deal with pain, I'd rather run the streets and see her kill herself, so Phil became my escape from a feeling I hate, mama cursing me out, depression such a villainous state, I used to stay out later on purpose, subconsciously I was nervous, that if I came home early then what would surface was her inner demons, and then I'd have to end up seeing my hero on ground zero, tears flow I love and happiness, I wish that I could say the right words to cheer her up, I wish her son's love was enough, I tell her that, I go to sleep, that was, that was, that was another one. Better pray to God you never get your heart crushed. I shake my head in frustration, head to my room, and I can still hear the tunes with my door shut. Fuck it though, a couple more months I'll be gone. Off to college and dorms, fooling myself, thinking problems are gone. But now it's 1 a.m. and my mama dialing my phone. I know she intoxicated as soon as hot that I'm on comes. This next part got me too. I was like, she man, just like he's not really upset. Pissed, but I'm still all ears like passing hounds, thinking to myself, maybe my mama need help. Don't she got work in the morning? Why she do this to herself? 
Hey, how she slurring the words, sounding so fucking absurd. This ain't the woman I know. Why I just sit and observe? Why don't I say how I feel when I do? She's defensive for real. Well, maybe things get better with time. I heard it heals. Little did I know how deep a sadness would go. Looking back, I wish I would have did more instead of running. Something's got a hold on me. That's the best song I can't let go. Are you getting teary out again? I think it just makes a better dialogue when there's more people because it's always somebody saying something totally different. Something like that. All right, guys. That was uh, J. Cole, Once an Addict, off of his new CD, KOD. And uh, I am your host, playing what you're saying. Just to. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> I, mean, I be working on this. I can't never get through it without laughing. I always fuck it up, but I'm going to get that one. It's a really good voice, but um, it was nice. It was lovely. Oh, yeah. Next. Next um, episode. Be prepared for Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye, my my man, my main man. And I, and I have mixed feelings about Kanye West, but I understand. I ain't gonna give y'all too much now. I'm gonna just yeah. shut up. Yeah, let's gonna be quiet because you, you always lead into anywhere. All right, you guys have a good one. Ninety nine. Right, and if, well, ninety nine uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, ninety night for you guys. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> and uh, I like that. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Yeah, because I don't know what these people playing these playing these podcasts. <laughs> But uh, it was some, oh yeah, and once again, and thanks for the support. It was a big month for us. Uh, like, share, subscribe, retweet, repost, whatever you got to do. Keep supporting us and what we're doing. If you like what we're doing, just keep just keep sharing it, man, and just keep playing and listening. Whatever you want to listen to or whatever you want us to talk about, go ahead and drop that on the comments too. Yeah, write in like uh in every uh podcast. There's contact information for you to reach out to the show. Um, so make sure you utilize those outlets. Like if you're listening on SoundCloud, write a comment. If you're on Twitter, leave a, make a tweet, whatever you got to do, just do it and share it. I appreciate it. Um, I feel like I, I missed something else too, but we definitely keeping that title as a, uh, as what you said. Oh <laughs> That's going to be the title. I wonder, I wonder how many clicks what we're going to get on that. <laughs> I think it was. Um, I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry, sorry. My brother had to see me getting hit from the back. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> be the title. But uh, yeah, guys, we yeah, are sorry out. Sorry, had to see me getting hit from the back. Is out. <laughs> man, I wish. Man, I, I need to get some sound effects on here too, man. Yes, you do. I need. To, I gotta figure it out. Maybe you can download something. Okay, we're rambling. All right. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> bye, bye. We're out. But yeah, I think I just gotta download it.